Hey everyone, it's Pastor Mike Adkins, and I want to welcome you to Next Steps, where the teaching pastors of Grace Church help you focus on taking a next step in your spiritual life. If you're not listening there already, I invite you to take a moment to download the free Grace app. It's the best place to hear and share messages and to get connected with what's going on here in the life of our church. Just search Grace Church Orlando in your app store or head to discovergrace.com forward slash app to find it. Pastor Clint Harrison and Pastor Grant Nixon and I hope that these podcast conversations will help you take your next step toward Christ. Hey, everybody, we're back with another episode of Next Steps, their favorite podcast that you are listening to on Wednesdays. <laughs> I am here. This is Pastor Mike with Pastor Clint and Pastor Grant. How's yep. it going? That was lame. And we are so excited to be able to be here with you today. Hey, guys, um, one of the things that I've noticed both in the prayer requests that happen almost every single weekend, yeah. as well as just kind of talking to people out in just regular everyday life, is that people struggle with the idea of discernment. Like figuring out how to take their next step, right? We, that's the language that we use around here at the church, taking our next but step But what's the language Christ. they use? Because typically I hear people yeah. say like, what's God's will for my life? What's God's yeah. will for my want, life? Right? How what can I figure out what's my too. purpose? Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, sure. things like that. And so I have a definition that I've used for a long time with discernment, and here it is. The ability to make a choice in the present moment and see the outcome down the road. Like one of the things that, that discernment helps us do is do exactly that. It allows us to see what's coming down the road. It's almost like being able to see into the future. Mm-hmm. Like for, exa- for example, there are certain things in certain ways in which we're informed by the knowledge of scripture. In other words, we know it's true, we know yeah. it's right, we know it's good, and because of that, we know that we can make certain choices and we can't make other choices, right? These are good and healthy boundaries that God lays out for us. And he lays those things out for us for the purpose of our joy, our right. peace, and really for us to be happy, okay? But what one of the things that happens frequently is that we don't always see the missteps we're about to make. Mm. In fact, yeah, most of us true. don't see the missteps, right? Yeah. That's the problem with a misstep is that we make a choice and we think the outcome is gonna be X, Y, and Z, and it ends up being something completely different. And so sometimes we actually end up spending much of our life in these little pits that we fall into because we don't anticipate the outcome ahead of time. Yeah, so, I mean, even in that, so talking about discernment, a lot of it is framework, like having a lens through which to see the world. And so you start with a beginning, and the beginning is God, and God created everything, and then he gave us this framework through which we think and live and act and everything. And so when we're coming up to a decision that we need to make, it is we have to understand what why God created us, why he put us on earth, why he set us up to do all kinds of different things. And so we mm-hmm. go to scripture. Yeah. We, we read the Bible and, and we learn from God. He gives us his revelation so that we can understand, you know, how to think and how to act and how to live. So, you know, I always think about when we talk about this and especially what you just said, Pastor Clint, I always think about uh, Romans 12 too. It says, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what the will of God is, right? Mm-hmm. Discern what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. And I think a, a lot of times, so it's that, it's that God's transforming our minds. He's changing the way we're thinking. I think a lot of times when people ask for discernment, they're they're not thinking about that. They're not thinking about the way they think until they're at the fork in the road. That's, That's right. You know what I mean? Like yep. they've got, I've got to go right, I've got to go left. All right, now I've got to think about the way I'm thinking. Am I... Am I thinking about it properly or not? Yeah, they're thinking about the outcome. They're not the thinking outcome. about how I got there. Exactly. But what this scripture is telling us is that like, there should be a constant renewal of our minds through the word of God so that the way our thinking, like, like the, the discernment starts long before 
you get to the fork in the road. That's right. Before you know, the choice. Before the choice. Before you get to the choice, discernment starts long before there. So, like, what is what is filling your mind? What is shaping? As, to use your your language, there, Pastor Clint. What's shaping your framework there? What is what's shaping your way of thinking here? How are you viewing the world? How are you viewing other people? How are you viewing yourself at your workplace and all these things? Um, and so, yeah, uh, interacting and, and, and allowing ourselves to be transformed by the Word of God, um, that leads us to to be able to make those decisions, to be able to have that, that discernment. Yeah, so I, I can remember working with a pastor at a church plant in uh, South Carolina, and mm-hmm. he said to me, man, when I wake up in the morning, you know, the Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. And he said, you know what that looks like for me? He said, if I have to make decisions throughout the day, I don't have to sit there and agonize in prayer. What decision should I make? He said, no, I wake up, I talk to God, Mm -hmm. and I go based on his leading. And so as I'm reading the word, as I I pray, God speaks to me, or the Holy Spirit speaks to me, and I make a decision, and I don't fret over it. I'm not concerned over it. Why? Because, Because I know God's in control, and he's informing me through his word. I have his spirit, and he, he's leading me. So, I mean, there's so many scriptures that come to mind when we talk about that. And, and I know we've even talked about them already, but, but just thinking about, like Proverbs 16, 9, the heart of man plans his way, but the Lord establishes his steps. That's one of the things that I love is that, like, we can trust God to establish our steps. Like, right. we, we try to have our minds renewed, stay, and, and just, just try to stay close to him. God, I'm, I'm surrendered to you today. I'm surrendered right. to you in this moment. And then we can plan our way, and we can go left, we can go right, and then just trust God, like, to establish our steps. And he will. That's what, In Romans, it says that he works all things together for the good of those who love and are called according mm-hmm. to his purpose. He is much bigger. I think a lot of times we have this idea of perfectionism. Yep. Like, I've got to make the right choice. There is a— There's one right, one one right choice. Yeah. right choice. Now, that's sometimes right. that, that may be the case, all right? Like, sometimes—and and I'm, mm-hmm. so I'm not saying definitively there's not. But for the most part, that's not true. And instead, like, we have a God who's not going, oh, you, you better pick the right one. Instead, yeah. we have a God who's more powerful than that and more glorious glorious than that. He mm-hmm. says, I can work all things together for the good. It makes me think about um, the other day we took our kids, they needed new shoes, um, which is apparently something that happens as they grow. Um, and it's quite costly. Uh, but we took <laughs> them to uh, Target and we said, all right, pick your shoes, right? Which there's not a lot of choices there, but they have freedom. They had freedom to choose. And and so, and here's the thing, like as their father, I'm saying, pick an appropriate shoe. Right Now there are wrong choices. You know, like like if I, I said shoes, you need to get like tennis shoes. You need something you can run in and all this other stuff. If they come, hey, I found these flip-flops, I'm going to be like, nope. If they make the wrong choice, I'm going to take it right out of their hand. I'm not going to establish that decision. I'm going to take it right out of their hand. I'm going to say, nope, you still have the other ones. Go pick again. And there's, there's freedom there, but also like they can trust that their dad's not going to let them like completely make the wrong decision. And I think in the same way, like we have so much freedom – uh, as we stay, as we try to stay step in step with God, as your friend said, uh, Pastor Clint, you know, I pray, hey, God, I'm yours today. Would you help me? Mm-hmm. And then we can just go, we can go out there and we can discern with the knowledge of God that we have by our minds being renewed. And then we can trust him to guard us and to protect us. Um, and it's just, uh, yeah, it's, 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 I, it changes everything, right? Like, like the anxiety level when it comes it to making the decisions. Pressure off. It takes yeah. the pressure off, man. 
Yeah, I think stagnation is a big problem when it comes to trying to figure out God's will because we get so paralyzed by the right-wrong question. Like, is mm. this going to be right or is this going to be wrong? Is there only one choice? The perfectionism that we've already talked about. And yet, when that happens, sometimes we feel like we just get stuck. Yeah, We feel like if we make a decision, this decision is going to have irrevocable consequences. Mm. In other words, if I make the wrong decision, I'm going to be in trouble for a long time. But one of the things that I used to tell people when I counseled was that any decision you make right now, you can unmake that decision and then you can remake a new decision. So we're not talking about a dead end every time Mm. you make a decision. No, we're talking about a cul-de-sac. If you get lost right down there, you can turn right back around and head back out, right? Right. So our goal is not to try to make the best decision, but make the best decision in the moment. You know, like one of the things that uh, is challenging about being discerning is, you know, if you are a wise spiritual Christian, if you are if you're somebody taking next steps actively to being discipled and actively growing your relationship, you're not making discerning decisions between good choices and life wrecking choices. Mm, that's right. You're making choices between good and maybe even better. Charles Spurgeon has this amazing quote: "Discernment is not knowing the difference between right and wrong; it is knowing the difference between right and almost right." Mm. And that is so good that because good. the decisions that we're going to make largely are not going to be between good and bad. It's going to be between what is good and then what is really going to be great. And so for us to be able to figure that out, it requires us to have a broader context. We have to have a community of people around mm-hmm. us. We have to That's have so other true. people speaking into our life. We have to listen to those people. That's Discernment, so I feel like a lot, of, a lot of pain in our life could be avoided if we just listen to the people who love us really, really well, That's because true. sometimes they see us better than we see ourselves. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes their 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 picture of us is a little too honest. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like they see they see yeah. us a lot clearer, and uh, yeah. and sometimes they can see the blemishes we don't see, and they can see you know the and they can and thankfully they can see the 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 hole before we step in it sometimes and so yeah. man again i mean i feel like we've been saying this a lot i feel like it's like a theme that's coming up at grace a lot but the church is to be the center of a christian's life and right. jesus is the center of the church like that's we right. we need to be in community like this even even for this even for these moments and i i, I think it's a beautiful thing and i think too you know guys we we were talking earlier about as pastors people will call us and come to us because they want us to be the discerners, yeah. right? They're That's like, right. okay, I've got, I've got Pastor Clint on speed dial, right? I've got um, Pastor Mike's beeper number, so I'm gonna get in touch with you guys. Uh, well, he's older, guys. That's the joke. Uh, but anyway, we was it though? We're <laughs> we're um, uh, you know, like we're I'm gonna talk to them, and they're gonna help me figure it out. And what always comes to mind is John 14. Jesus said, "But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name." will teach you all things and will mm-hmm. remind you of everything that I've said to you. Like one of the Holy Spirit's jobs that is in every believer is to remind us of what is true, to remind us of what Jesus has already shown us along the way, to that, how he's already trained us in discernment in that way. And the, and the question that we have to ask ourselves, and I hate to say this because it's going to be recorded and then it's just going to be used against me in a court of law. But but the thing is, is like... I what is the Holy Spirit pulling from? Like, what's he pulling from? Like, do you, what's in your mind that he's pulling from to help you along the way? Like, is it, is it three seasons of a Netflix show that yeah. I watched yesterday? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or, or have you allowed yourself to be transformed 
by spending time in the word and being transformed by spending time around God's people. Like yeah. what is he what is he pulling from? And I'm so again, going back to what we said before, discernment starts a long way before the fork in the road. It starts a long way before we make um, decision. that decision. Yeah, um, that's dead on. So what I hear saying so far is that, you know, God's word is the thing that kind of washes us, cleanses us, helps mm-hmm. us to set straight. It, you know, putting it back in uh, what we talked about earlier, it's the worldview that we need in order to make the right decisions. Then we talked about the idea of a community is a huge piece of this. Right. You know, we're going to listen to the people who love us. We're not going to listen to everybody. In fact, it's very discerning to figure out who we need to listen to and who we don't need to listen to. Because if you're listening to the wrong people, then you're going to ultimately have the wrong conclusions. You're going to have the wrong right. choices along the way. But then thirdly, I think one of the things that we you know haven't talked about yet, but that is a real issue for us, is that God sometimes, the way that he determines our steps is by bringing suffering and hardship into our world. Mm-hmm. That's right. He allows that to happen, right? He allows it to happen. He brings it to happen. Whatever, however we want to say that, we go through suffering and God uses that, right? Lewis, again, says that, that this is, you know, suffering or pain is God's megaphone to a deaf world. Mm-hmm. We tend to That's not right. hear God or listen until right. something shocks us into the position of thinking, man, I need to make a change in my life right now. I need to get on track. Mm-hmm. John 15 says this, I am the true vine, my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes. So in this, in this you know, scripture passage, he's saying that we're the vine, right? So like we're the branches, he is the vine. And so in that whole thing, he's going to cut off branches that are not producing something. If right. we're not growing spiritually, if we're not showing up in our relationship with him, if we're not engaged spiritually, then he cuts that off. And the reason for that is because he wants us to be fruitful. And right. that fruitfulness is a beautiful, good thing, right? It's, it's, it's the benefit. It's the blessing of a relationship with God. Yeah, I mean, even in that, so bearing fruit, I think in our minds when we think bearing fruit, it means happiness and everything's going to go great in my life. Mm. And it's so yeah. true what Mike said. I mean, there's things that are going to happen in our lives that are going to be painful. They're going to be hard. And... And you might even be going, okay, well, God obviously is telling me this isn't right. Like, I'm not going to go do this thing, whatever it is, because it's painful, because it's hard, because it doesn't seem like it's going well. And so obviously God is sending me in a different direction, but that's not always the case. Like sometimes and oftentimes God leads us into difficult situations. I mean, it's, it's easy, like a college student who goes off to college and it's hard for them. They have to study. They have to build relationships. And after one semester, they could be like, well, I'm out. This wasn't what I thought. And it may be that God has them there to grow and to learn how to be independent and learn how to, you know, Mm -hmm. build the skills that they need necessary for life in the future. We see that a lot in marriages, actually. Like this is one of the biggest challenges in trying to figure out discernment wise in my marriage. Like, what am I supposed to do? If we find ourselves just struggling and going through hardships, we tend to give up too easily because Mm. we think, man, this is painful. This is difficult. We talked about this in our relationship podcast. We talked about the idea that we tend to think of our marriages as having like we're soulmates and soulmates shouldn't have any problems. They shouldn't have any difficulties. But and then when we actually have reality, you know, show up, we have difficulty. She disagrees with me. What? That's crazy. Yeah. How does yeah, she yeah, think yeah. differently than I do? Right? Yeah. And then the same thing. It's not been my experience. Not, but. Well, <laughs> it'll happen soon. Yeah. Um, so, so, 13 but, years, but, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Angela, we'd like for you to come she on next week. To this. Please, don't um, <laughs> Please don't tell her this exists. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know. She's never heard the podcast. Heard <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> but it's true. We, we tend to think that difficulty 
shows disfavor with God. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that's so amazing about the disciples is that almost all those people had struggles. Yeah. And they loved they loved Jesus. They loved their father more than more than almost anybody else. And yet many of them suffered, struggled, and they discerned their way all the way to the end. I think one of the encouraging things about that is going back to Proverbs 16 is he said, I'll establish your steps, which means that the steps might not always be easy, but he says, I'm getting you somewhere. Like, That's I'm right. not going to waste your suffering. Yeah. I'm not going to waste this difficulty. Like, I'm getting you somewhere. And we can, we can absolutely trust him in that. And that's why, that's why the mission statement of this church is to help people take their next steps toward Christ. You guys, I mean, you probably had the same experience, but I have had numerous people. In fact, we have, a, we have somebody transitioning off of the Grace staff that's going to become a senior pastor down the road here. And he said, can I take the mission with me? And I'm like, yeah, you can take that mission with you. It's not, it doesn't belong to us. Right. But everybody loves that mission statement, helping people take their next steps toward Christ because yeah. it's portable, it's, so it's good. easy to remember. It's so good. But it's all about motion. Yep. You know, it's not about, and I love going, going back to the same verse, Proverbs 16, 9. It says, the heart of man plans his way. That's part, that's what we do. Yeah. Like that's our responsibility. We can't just sit back and expect that the Holy Spirit's going to guide us if we're not showing up in that relationship, right? So I knew a guy a long time ago, and this guy was fabulously wealthy. I mean, he just had more money than than anybody I've ever met personally. I'm right? so embarrassed he's talking about me again. Stop. <laughs> Oh, so embarrassed. <laughs> hey, uh, we need to cut his salary. Okay, so uh, so all that all that all that to say that th this guy he would wake up every day, and mainly because he had the privilege of doing this, and just say, "All right, God, whatever you want me to do today." And I would talk to him and say, "That's not that's not faith. That's not <laughs> right. discernment. Right? That's lack of re responsibility. Mm, like yeah. our job is to go out and say, I'm going to plan, and I'm going to I'm going to mm -hmm. take steps." That's right. Spiritual life is always a life in motion, even if God is saying to you in that moment, hey, this motion right now is going to be for you to sit still. Mm -hmm. It's a That's hard right. thing to sit still, but you can intentionally sit still. But for most of us, the spiritual life is about us moving. I love that. I love the idea yeah. that the spiritual life is about motion because a lot of times when we come to these, these decision points, we stop. That's right. And we go, okay, God, I'm not going to do anything until you tell me what to do, Right. And, and again, there are some times where that might be appropriate. For the majority of the time, though, the spiritual it's life, it's not. Yeah. The next step is move, move, move. And I was telling you guys earlier, my, my old pastor growing up, um, Adrian Rogers, the A-Train, as I like to call him. Name dropper. Name dropper. <laughs> um, he used to always talk about, you know, what's easier to get moving in the right direction? Uh, a ship that is not moving or a ship that's moving in the wrong direction? And, of course, you're thinking... Well, the ship not moving. We'll just get it moving. And he yeah. goes, no, 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 a ship moving in the wrong direction. You just you just turn the rudder, that's right. and it'll start going the right direction. But the ship that's not moving, you've got to figure out the sails. you got to get those Overcome up. inertia. Gotta, yeah. yeah. You've you got all kinds you of problems. you got all kinds yeah. of stuff, right? It's good. And, so, and it goes back to our God is way bigger than we think he is. You know what I mean? Like he says, I can work all things together for your good. Like, I care for you. I'm going to protect you. Like, I'm, I'm with you. I, yeah. I mean, we get this idea that, like, oh, if I don't make the right decision, then God's just going to let me just fall and, and fall and make in my whole life fall apart. I don't do that to my kids. No, I don't right. love that's my not kids. what a good father does. No, I don't love my kids anywhere near as much as God loves us, but I wouldn't let that happen to my kids. You know what I mean? No. Like, I want to give them autonomy. I want to let them make their own mistakes, right? But I'm not going to ever let them do something that wrecks their life. Yeah. Um, and so I, I love that we have that protection with discernment. But Pastor Mike, I wanted to ask you a question because we, you and I talked. Is about it about this Billy earlier. Graham being at uh, my graduation? <laughs> <laughs> Name drop. 
Man, that's pretty good. All right, Clint, you got to name drop Jesus after that. That's all you got. I mean, I was hanging out with Kanye yesterday, but whatever. All right. You know. All right. That's the issue. Jesus no, you weren't. Um, so, Hebrews 5. We talked about Hebrews 5, which we had preached on this um, uh, recently. Yep. And it says, but solid food is for the mature, for those who have their powers of discernment trained yeah. by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. Yeah. You, you had talked about, when we were talking about this earlier, you had talked about that discernment, like that's the ability to discern is going to grow. Obviously, yeah. that's, that's, that's what I right. was talking about, like constant practice. So, yeah. man, what is that? What does so that look like? The first part of the, I love about that verse, the first part is we have powers of discernment. Mm. Yeah. Like that's a strange thing, right? We think about that Can as I like Can I put that on my resume like, for now? <laughs> yeah, powers, one, of, powers discernment. of discernment. <laughs> Grant Nixon. Also, that's good all at, it says. Good at it says Grant Nixon. <laughs> PowerPoint and powers of powers of discernment. So the Bible says we have powers of discernment, but it also says that we have to develop them. You know, and I, I, I like to think about that. Like I think there are certain people that are musical. You know, by nature, right? Yeah. I am not. Like I think yeah. it's marvelous to watch them, but like if you have the hands and you have the way of thinking and you play your piano and you're great at it, there's a difference between being great at playing the piano because you have natural abilities and then training your fingers to do something extraordinary. And I think that's what it's talking about when it's talking about powers of discernment, how mm. we have to train them. So what does that look like? Like, how do we train ourselves in that way? It looks like making decisions. It looks like being in motion. Mm. We don't sit back and say, I'm waiting for God to show up. That's not, that's not what we do. We don't even see that in the Bible. Mm. What we see is people going about their everyday life, trusting that God is in the middle of everyday life decisions. By faith. Yeah. By faith, yeah. right? So we're not walking by sight, we're walking by faith, right? Sure. So a big piece of discernment, how we figure out how to like take our next step in that or grow in that discernment, is we make decisions. You you put it into practice. You I mean, it's, it like, practice. it's like Kevin DeYoung's book. He says, just do something. something. Pray about it. Think about it, ask about it, and then do it. And then do it. Just right. fire off a decision, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the staff members that have been around Grace for uh, 10 years plus, they always um, <laughs> they joke about the fact that when we first started the church, I would just fire off a direction and say, boom, this is where we're going, and then I'd aim, right? You know, yeah. and they and they were like, it's so frustrating because we would sit in staff meeting at, uh, you know, in the in the early days, and they would say, there's no way this is going to work out. And then, and then it would work out. They're like, I have no idea how that happened, right? And, but it's because we're making decisions and we're making decisions that are in concert with God's will. That's right. Right? So that's because, again, that's what discernment is. It's making a decision in the present moment that we can see the outcome down the road mm -hmm. because it's informed by biblical thought. It's informed by relational connections. Right. It's informed by suffering that we've gone through. It's informed by all kinds of things. I have a, I have a friend um, back in Tennessee who's just an amazing guy. He, um, uh, he was a, a missionary in Papua New Guinea for a long time. He would he'd literally learn a language that no one spoke, and then he would translate the entire Bible into this new language. Just like when you meet people like that, you're like, you're not a human. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're, you're an not angel, at least normal. Yeah. So this is cool. Yeah. But he was an amazing, amazing guy. And, and I would go to him, and I would talk to him about things. And you talk about training discernment. Like, man, I'd ask him a question. I'd be like, I don't oh, I don't know what to do, right? Like the, the whole like good or better, right? Yeah. Like I'm like, I think they're both good, I don't know. And then he would just, boom, biblical principles would come out. Yeah. Uh, experiences with God that he's had would come out. And he so would just- So Pastor Mike, right? I mean, Pastor Mike. <laughs> I mean, 100%. Are you up for like a review or something? <laughs> what is that about? Well, Ooh. we know you're overpaid. Okay. And, uh, I just want to go ahead and the record We're just going to transfer. Gross. Um, <laughs> but, but, but like the, the, the word of God would come out. The, the, the experiences he's had would just come out like with God and- 
and he would just and I was like, man, how are you so good at that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how do you have a yeah. like what is going on? And he goes, man, just years of doing it. Yeah, you know, like years of walking with God. Yeah, in the Old Testament. Again, we've got David, and he's like, I've hidden your word in my heart mm. that I may not sin against you. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. And I love that. I love that imagery that the word can take over on the inside of you. That's why it right. flows out, right? And so, like I was thinking about, there's a great story about the sociologist at Eastern University. Called, uh, his name is uh, Tony Campolo. And Campolo had this godly father. Like, he loved, he loved Jesus. His death is... The single coolest death I have ever heard in my whole life. Like, oh, it's, this is it's already amazing. not going the direction I thought it was going to go. <laughs> no, no, this is, this I'm is excited so fantastic. to hear this one. <laughs> this, this speaks to the whole issue of, you know, just how as we practice this, it becomes part of us. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so here he is. He's on his deathbed. He's in his bed. And he's saying goodbye to everybody. He's blessing everybody. The whole family's around him. And the guy just kind of like, just he's gone, right, it seems like. And then he sits up in his bed. And he quotes scripture. He goes, oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, death, where is your victory? Oh, death, where is your sting? Oh, <laughs> oh death, where is your victory? Oh, where is your sting? And he falls, and he's gone. And I'm just oh, like, like, it's the greatest thing to listen to Tony Campolo tell the story. It's amazing. I mean, everyone's that just in the room like. is baller. It was <laughs> legit, right? But why did that happen? Because his whole life, he threw scripture inside of mm. him. And his very mm. last human impulse in that moment, like while he's alive, is boom, it comes rushing out of him. Mm. That's what it means to practice. Like fruit. we do it over and over yeah. and over and over again until it becomes a part of who we are. So we're not actually going, this is a, a moment of discernment. No, no, this is just how I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this comes out of me. I make wise decisions. And spirit-led and we've decisions. And we've, we've seen the converse of that truth too, the opposite of that, which is, People could actually train themselves to make unwise decisions, foolish decisions. That's right. They could spend their entire life falling into pit after pit after pit. Dude, that just fires me up. Right? I'm going to go read my Bible. That's good. <laughs> like, let's get out of here. <laughs> All right. I think that's a good place for us to be able to end this podcast. We, uh, we had a great time with you guys. We are so excited to be able to come to you every Wednesday. We'll be back with you next Wednesday. This is Pastor Mike. Pastor see Grant. You. Pastor Clint. See ya. All right. We'll see you guys soon. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope to see you this weekend at a Grace campus near you. Get all the details and more resources at discovergrace.com.